Welcome to Ascended Masters at Work Radio with your host, Shirlene Reeves, the world's business success coach and author of Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom, where we focus on taking the right step-by-step actions towards generating a consistent business income. Listen in as Shirlene empowers small business owners and her million-dollar business blueprint. On Ascended Masters at Work Radio, you'll discover the secrets to building an effective, income-generating business. Find the answers for selling your programs and products without rejection. Get the solutions for building a strong financial foundation. Coaching with Shirlene Reeves and her guests. How to develop integrated programs so compelling that your clients can't resist saying yes. Now, let's welcome your host, business success coach, Shirlene Reeves. Welcome to the show, my friends. I'm so glad you're here with me and so grateful that you spend the time to listen to what I bring to you because you will get so much out of it over time. Every one of these guests is stellar in their field of business. And that's why it's so much fun for me to interview them. And it's so much fun for you to learn and change your business, your life, your finances, and particularly your sales. Let's talk a little bit about speaking and getting your mission out there. What is it that you want to share with everybody in the world? I know that you have a message that's so important. And many people, many entrepreneurs come to me and say, I want to do a TED Talk. Have you done a TED Talk? I want to find out how to go about doing that. Or I want to know how to put a speech together. I can't quite figure out how to put the best speech together. And I seem to get all tangled up in my words. Or another thing they tell me is, I'm just scared to death. I don't know if I can do a speech. I don't know if I could stand on a stage. I don't know if I can do it at all. I'm absolutely terrified. And let me tell you, I was in that space in my life. I used to be extremely shy. Can you believe that? I was so shy, and I never knew what to say in front of a group. Have you ever had that experience? I would just turn inside out. And then one day, this cowboy, and I mean really a cowboy, he was an older guy, he came up to me and he said, you know, I think you have a huge mission, and I think you should begin to share it. And I thought, how does this guy even know me? He came out of nowhere, and he says, I have a huge mission. How does he even know? I don't even know what my mission is yet, because at that time, I certainly didn't. And I said, what makes you think I need to go to Toastmasters? He says, I can tell you've always been afraid to speak in front of a group. And I said, that's absolutely true. He said, when did that start in for you? And I told him it started when I was a tiny little child and I had to dance on stage as a snowman and I couldn't remember the steps. And from that point on, I was scared to death to be on stage. Have you ever had an experience like that? You were even speaking in a small group and somebody tore you down or didn't like what you had to say. And then suddenly you realized, oh, well, maybe my opinion isn't worthwhile. Well, we all have something important to say to those who resonate with us here on earth. And I think that if you go to Toastmasters like I did, 
it, that's just a stepping stone, let me tell you. I mean, you can stay in it forever and get leadership skills and all kinds of really wonderful things. It's a tremendous package for so very little. And it gets you beyond those fears. And it worked for me. So I'll suggest it to you. And if you do go to Toastmasters or start looking for a group, try two or three. Don't just go to one and join because you want to go to one that resonates with you or that is a group of people in your target market for your business. Or maybe they're all working toward a common goal. And some speak Chinese and some speak Spanish And some are in corporations. If you want to work with your business in corporations, I suggest you go to a corporation that has a Toastmaster. Outsiders can do it as well as insiders. If you don't have any interest in a corporation, then don't go there. Go where you feel the most comfortable. But let's get back to our guest today. Our guest is all about TEDx Talks and TED Talks and and teaching how to put yourself in the bright light. Now, this gentleman is really amazing. He is an unapologetic speaker, author, leadership, TEDx, and influencer coach. He's the founder of Unapologetic Enterprises. Boy, don't you love that name? And the creator of the Speaker of Mastermind Experience at Sea. As a longtime theater producer, educator, and visionary leader, he's been on a mission to empower high achievers to discover, develop, and deliver powerful missions. Exactly what I'm talking to you about today. He wants you to create a powerful message or an idea we're spreading around the world. His philanthropic endeavor Project UNX dares to tackle bullying and build confidence and self-esteem while funding dream projects for high school performing arts students and teachers. This gentleman provides an unapologetic approach that has made him the go-to creative expert for on-purpose executives, entrepreneurs, and visionaries who want to become unstoppable global leaders. So let's welcome David DiGiorgio to the show. David, I am so excited to have you on the show because you have so much phenomenal information to share. Hello. I'm so thrilled to be here with you, Shirlene. Thanks so much for the invite. Oh, you are certainly welcome. It's my pleasure. You are so good with speakers and getting them out there. What do you find is the biggest challenge that you have with those who do want to start speaking? Oh, that's a great question. The biggest challenge, I was having a conversation about this earlier today, actually. People don't understand that if you want to actually speak, you have to speak. And the interesting part is to shift the mentality from this whole idea of public speaking to It's just speaking. You are being intentional as a speaker and you've arrived into this world as a speaker. And now when you've decided, okay, I want to speak from a stage or I have a message that I want to share, it's just getting intentional about what you're saying and starting to package your thoughts in a way so that people respond and react the way that you want them to or so that you're delivering uh, your vision to the world in a very specific way. So I think the thing that really stops people is that they don't 
they don't realize that becoming a speaker isn't about sitting at your computer and trying to figure out what your keynote is going to look like or sitting and writing it out. Speaking is about going out there and speaking. And you know what? Just like anything else in this world, it might not be so great when you start. And that's okay. But the more you start speaking, and even if you're speaking one-on-one, but in your mind, you're like, okay, I'm going to be intentional with what I'm saying here and delivering an idea and a message. (laughs) Excuse me. As you start speaking, things start to formulate and you start to realize um, how to deliver a message in a way that is very compelling. You, You pay attention to how people respond and react to you. And you start to repeat things that work and you get more confidence. And so really, like I said, the biggest thing that people don't do is they don't just go out and put themselves out there and just speak to networking events, small groups, host a little event in your own home, even have some friends over and say, hey, I want to, you know, I want to present something for 10, 15, 20 minutes even. That's a really good idea, inviting people to your home. Because if you're trying it on, I love to talk to people about trying it on. Don't worry about making mistakes. But particularly if you invite people to your home and they happen to be your friends, then they'll give you some really positive feedback. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Now, here's the one warning that I give all speakers, and especially when it's people who are closer to you, family and close friends. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you ask for. Feedback, when you ask people for feedback, just like that, can be dangerous because everybody has an opinion. And oftentimes that opinion is not expert on speaking. However, if you ask people, look, I'm working on becoming a speaker and I want to be more intentional and I want to start sharing this message out there. Here's what I want you to tell me after I'm done. What did you understand? What didn't you understand? Or where did I lose you? And what would you love more of? And then what you're doing is giving your audience an opportunity to give feedback like, oh, I didn't get this part in your story or information. Could you explain a little bit more of that? Which gives you information that maybe you need to add a little more. Or they'll say, oh, I love the part where you shared this story. I want to know more of the story. There you go. You got information about like, okay, I need to expand on that area, right? So it's very specific feedback rather than I didn't get it or I didn't really understand or I didn't like that or I think you should like turn this way when you're speaking. All of that starts to get very subjective, right? But you want to be very clear with the kind of feedback that you're eliciting from your audiences. So it would almost be good to print out a little paper that you hand to them that asks those questions. Yes, absolutely. Just be very intentional with the kind of feedback that you want and reserve your expert feedback about the actual art and business of speaking for those who are experts on those topics. Mm. So David, what do you think is the best formula for putting your speech together? Cause I've watched a lot of TEDx mm. and I, you know, some of it is so boring. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how do they, how do you get beyond that boring stage? It's so funny because even on the website for TED itself, they warn against speaker coaches and people who are trying to sell a formula for what a great talk is. And on the website, Mm -hmm. it says, uh, it says, um, a great talk has a great beginning, a great middle and a great end. 
And, you know, it seems almost trite to say that, but if you can commit to, so my background is in theater and performance, and I really like the three-act structure. Now, there's ways to expand on that, but if you basically think, okay, I need a beginning, which has to be compelling and hook the audience in, a middle, which is sort of the bulk of your information or the content or whatever it is that you're sharing, and then your ending, again, has to be as compelling, if not more compelling, than your opening to really end on a high note. And when you just have a simple structure and you don't get lost in the weeds of all the content and all the ideas that you want to share, it makes it much uh, more linear for the audience to follow. The other secret that I've discovered with making a talk not boring is, and especially if we're talking with a TED-style, TED-worthy talk, you want to share one idea. So let me give you an example uh, in popular music. Notice any song, three, four, five minutes long, there's one idea and they usually repeat it over and over and over again in the chorus and the lyrics. I always like to joke, you know, Beyonce is like approaching billionaires status because she says a couple of things over and over and over again. And that really is the key. So what happens is speakers try to pack too much information into 10 minutes, 15 minutes, into 90 minutes, God help us. <laughs> when you put less information in and you use uh, what I like to call, you know, the, the Beyonce-ism of repetition and you repeat ideas over and over again in different ways, people latch on and it becomes much more interesting and exciting. Also, if you speak in a way that enrolls your audience. So instead of telling your audience everything, nobody likes a know-it-all, right? We all know that right. person who shows up to the dinner party and is the book of knowledge. We all know mm -hmm. that person, right? And it's a turnoff. So what yes. instead, when you're a speaker, you turn things around so you're not always telling the audience the answer, but you're sort of shaping it in a way of, for example, what if? Is it possible that if you tried it this way, do you believe, do you see what I mean? Like it opens it mm -hmm. up. So now the audience is sitting there considering for themselves, oh yeah, maybe if I did that, it would work, right? So it becomes more interactive for the audience. And that's a very, very easy way to make it less boring, unboring, if we use my branding. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love that. You know, what if, and I wonder if, is that a good one too? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And even, so, uh, so here's the thing. I always say, um, be careful with how much you say the word I. Now, if mm -hmm. you say the word I, can you also spin it around? So you could say, I wonder if, and you have your moment, and then you say, do you think that maybe if you did this, or you thought of life this way, if dot, dot, dot. You see, so now we, we witness you having a moment, and then you throw it back to the audience, and you ask them. So we're playing together in the sandbox. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. Now, in Toastmasters, we say, mm -hmm. tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell mm -hmm. them, and tell them what you told them. Do you agree with that? I do, actually. I think the danger is that it becomes didactic. So you absolutely, in as few words as possible, right off the top or soon into your talk, you want to set up the audience for what's about to happen. Because otherwise, you know, they're going to 
click somewhere else if it's a video, or they're going to pick up their phone and start, you know, checking out their social media. Mm-hmm. So they need, we need to upfront, we need to know what the point is. Why should I listen to you? What are you going to share that is so exciting? Right. And then again, um, tell them what you've told them. It comes back into line with, you know, this Beyonce thing. Repetition is so important. People need to hear things over and over and over again and again <laughs> in order to get it. And so you just need to repeat yourself over and over again. It works. It's worked since the beginning of time. <laughs> yeah. And one of my favorite phrases is, I don't know where they're going. I can't figure out where we're going or why we're going there. Now, what are the little tips you can give us to overcome those two questions? So you're saying when someone gives that feedback, like, I don't really get it. Like, where is this? Where are you taking me with this talk? For example? Yes. So again, the best way to do this is to reverse engineer your talk. A lot of people, unfortunately, start with, oh, I want to speak. I want to share this idea. And I want this. And I want that. And whatever it is, right? Well, Mm -hmm. what does the audience want and what are they going to get? And you just have to think, what is the one thing? What is the gift I want to give to my audience? Start there. Now, as you write your talk, anything that does not serve that gift, if it's extra wrapping, an extra bow, extra whatever, cut it. Because you want to make it as linear as possible to take them right there. So in one of the talks that I like to give, it's a, a talk that I call Delivering Vision. I share a number of stories in my act one before I go into an experiment, which involves the audience in the act two. And in the act three, I really bring it home and I reiterate everything I've said in act one and two. Now, the stories that I share, they're all little vignettes. Each one takes a minute or less to share. And they set up different aspects of the point, which is you should stop trying to deliver value to the world because you're already valuable. And in fact, if we look at all the modern visionaries and visionaries of history, their vision made them who they are and made us want to follow them and their vision is valuable. So Mm -hmm. by sharing a bunch of stories that illustrate that idea in a different way, what you do is two things. The audience sits there and starts to think, ooh, where are they going? But they're all connected, you see? It's exciting. It's like a movie, right? You cut from one scene to the next scene to the next scene. You're not quite sure where it's going, but you're like, okay, I get it. It's all connected. And then in the end, you wrap it all back together by sharing again, talking about all those little stories that you wrap it all back together, if that makes sense. You, you talk about all those things again in short little sound bites, right? To say, this is why I said this. This is why I said this. This is why. So I'll give you a very concrete example. One of the first stories that I open with in that talk is when I was in kindergarten, I stood up on a chair and I organized. The girls were all fighting over me. And I said, okay, Andrea, you're going to be Monday. And Ezra, you're going to be Tuesday. And Sonia, you're going to be on Wednesday and Thursday. And people are like, well, that's a really random story. The point is, and I talk about that, is when you become a speaker and you unleash your message on the world and whether you stand on a chair or you stand up in front of everybody, you realize that you are a leader and you potential to lead others. And so it, start, it wraps back around and it makes sense. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. I love that. All right. So we're going to take a break for just a moment. And then we're going to come back with David DiGiorgio and talk about should we memorize our whole speech or can we do it impromptu? 
Be right back. Hi, this is your coach, Charlene Reeves. And I'm just kind of wondering, are you tired of spinning your wheels at networking groups? I mean, I know you love them, but how much money are you making for the money that you're spending? Do you want to boost your sales and get out of your own backyard? Perhaps you'd like to generate a larger income and create a massive impact in the world. If you're concerned about market competition or meeting sales quotas or overcoming the anxiety of building a business that generates an income, then the knowledge and information in my new book, Selling Through Your Heart, will help you take your business to the next level so you can achieve all that you desire. In the pages in Selling Through Your Heart, I give you my tips and strategies and sales ideas that I've utilized for 28 years. Every one of them has been tried and tested. Wouldn't you love to know those secrets? Well, you can get them all in my new book, Selling Through Your Heart. Go to sellingthroughyourheart.com and you order your book today. So welcome back, everybody. This is Shirlene Reeve with Ascended Masters at Work, and we've been having this glorious chat with David DiGiorgio on how to construct the perfect speech. Now, David, one of my biggest challenges uh, is that I don't do well with memorizing. Usually what I do is I'll put a outline in my mind, and then I kind of follow that outline. And then I do a lot of downloads. You've seen me speak, so I think you know that. Mm-hmm. What's better? Do we memorize, or can we do it the way I do it? Or what are your thoughts? The first disclaimer to answer this is, one, everybody's a little bit different. So you have to find what works best for you. Now, having said that, this is what I actually... Here's my unapologetic view on memorization. <laughs> memorization is... A step in getting really good. However, we're not, the goal is not to memorize, rather, make your goal to internalize your message. Once you've internalized a message, you're able to make it look and feel for you as if you're creating in the moment. Now, how do you internalize a message? Well, it just takes practice and rehearsal, a lot of repetition. So for those people who write out a talk, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm similar to you, Shirlene. If I write out a talk, I can't repeat it word for word. I almost feel it causes me anxiety because mm-hmm. I think, oh, if I miss a word and then you, you get so attached to that thing, that written thing. And then mm-hmm. it just really sounds like you're reciting a blog post, which is right. Awesome. And we don't want that. So what I do is I write the talk out and then, and I encourage all my clients to do this from the talk, now scale it back and create an outline. Now, every time you start to practice and rehearse, start to thin out your outline a little bit more. But know that you want to um, hit certain points. So for example, the very beginning and the very end of my talks are pretty much, if, if you were to see me do my talk more than once, you'd pretty much hear the exact same thing and it's performed the same way. So there's certain parts that I internalize so much that they do become repetitious. Then there's other parts in the middle where I just want to create, like the part if I'm doing, uh, you know, experimenting with the audience, I have to be present with the audience to respond and react to them. 
other, I mean, we've all sat in the audience where somebody is doing their usual, you know, the NLP tactic is like, yes or yes, or, uh, you know, they ask you to put your hand up, but they actually don't wait to hear the answer. Yes. Or, or they right. say, how many of you, you know, and they're expecting everyone to put their hand up and three people out of a hundred put their hand up and they just keep going. And it's like, but wait, <laughs> you didn't acknowledge the fact that nobody agreed with you. Right. So when you're internalized, at that point, let's say that happens, right? You're expecting 100 people to put up their hand and three people put up their hand. Once you've internalized it and not memorized it, you can put in a joke over there and say, hey, are we sleeping? What's going on? Let's talk. You know, like you, that's an opportunity for humor and interaction with the audience. Mm-hmm. So or again, explain. Right. Explain what it is that you're asking because it may not have gotten they through not have to gotten. them. Yeah, excellent mm-hmm. point, right? But you can't do that if you've memorized because now all of a sudden you've been thrown off course. Mm-hmm. Once you've internalized, because you know your message, right? That's the other thing that I always tell speakers I empower them to know is like, this is your message. You know what you want to share with the world. You know what you believe. If we were just sitting at dinner talking, what would you say? How would you react? And so I really do, again, just to get back to the point, I really do encourage people. Memorization is one step in the process towards internalization. And the more you repeat and practice, and yeah, it takes daily. This is an art and a business, but the art side of it does take repetition. Fill in the blank, your favorite actor, whoever that is, you know, whether it's Leonardo DiCaprio or Julia Roberts, the reason they look so natural on stage or on camera is because they've put so many thousands of hours into their craft. Mm, Yes. And the reason they look like they're creating in the moment is because they've practiced and rehearsed a lot. It's not because, and unfortunately, I'm sure you probably agree with me, there's this movement going on right now of, I want it to look raw and real, you know, like Gary Vee, for example. But the (laughs) reality is, God bless Gary Vee, he has thousands of hours of sharing his opinion Mm -hmm. the way he does. So, of course, he's going to be raw and real. But if you don't have thousands of hours as a businessman, as a speaker, as a person who's mentored other people, you simply aren't going to look raw and real. You're going to look like a douchebag. And I say that with love. (laughs) Just try to show up on stage and just, I I want it to feel like raw. No, you don't understand. Like the great speakers, it's all premeditated. All of it. Every moment of it is premeditated. And at the same time, they are so comfortable with their message that they're able to create in the moment with the audience when things come up. Boy, that's a really good point. You know, raw and real has to be based on what you know so well that even if somebody asks you a question, you can fall back on the knowledge that you've already had. Right. That's the big thing. Because if you are trying to be raw and real and you don't have, excuse me, if I don't have some semblance of an outline in my mind, I could get completely lost with right. where I'm going. Completely. Yeah, and the other thing is I think it's important to remember, please make sure that you're speaking on what you love mm-hmm. and what you're an expert in. Mm-hmm. You, you have to. If you're not sharing what you believe actually and what you love, what you're really good at, it's just a recipe for disaster because you can't feel comfortable in it. You won't, you can't shine if you're not sure of all the answers to things. And I'm not saying you have to know all the answers to everything, but you, you really do. If you want to show up passionate, you have to be passionate about what you're talking about. Otherwise, absolutely, it's a recipe for disaster. Yep. 
Absolutely. Oh, I love that. You have to be passionate because you really do. It actually comes through. It shines through. And vulnerable is another one, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. Because now here's the, okay, so here's the other epidemic that's happening in the speaking world. People think being vulnerable is sharing your worst, tragic, terrible story, right? Now, mm -hmm. it's okay to share that if, it, if it's in context. However, yes. that's not the point. The point of being vulnerable on stage is to also show courage and show that you are real. The point of being vulnerable is not to manipulate your audience because they can feel that. Mm -hmm. Now, here's one of the most bizarre things that I say that people kind of take a back when are taken aback when, when they hear this as a speaker coach. I say, nobody actually responds or reacts to what you're saying. They react and respond and take action on who you are being on stage. Mm, I love that. that truly is the X factor of a great performer, a great speaker, a great leader, a great influencer. Who you are being is what people, their spidey senses can sense it. And they know if you're being a marketer, if you're just trying to like sell crap to them, you know, that mm -hmm. people can feel it. Whereas if you are being real and you believe, let's just, okay, so let's use an extreme example. Let's say you have, uh, just to be ridiculous, a crap product but mm -hmm. you believe in it passionately, like you really believe in it, then people will buy it because they see the excitement that you bring. You actually believe it. It might not be the best thing and they know that probably. You're not tricking anybody. But if you believe it works for you and you've seen it work for other people, that passion will move people into action. And you look at all of the visionaries in all throughout history, whether it be Jesus Gandhi, Mother Teresa, even, and you know, I'm Canadian, so I'm not political at all here, but mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump, he believes what comes out of his mouth and look at what <laughs> yeah. he's been able to do. Good, bad, or ugly, let's leave that out of the picture, mm -hmm. but look at what he's been able to do because he believes what he says. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely uh, so we could all learn from that, you know? And as I like to joke, you know, Jesus 2,000 years later has a bestseller that he didn't even write. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a good one. Right? That's a really good one. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's all about who he was being in the moment, right? And he believed mm -hmm. so passionately that he enrolled other people into his vision. And now they're all writing about him and talking about him. And that's how you create a movement. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I love that, mm -hmm. David. So we are going to take another short break, and then we're going to come back and ask David what his final thoughts, what he really believes we need to know before we can do any kind of speech at all. Be right back. Hi, this is your coach, Charlene Reeves, and I'm just kind of wondering, are you tired of spinning your wheels at networking groups? I mean, I know you love them, but how much money are you making for the money that you're spending? Do you want to boost your sales and get out of your own backyard? Perhaps you'd like to generate a larger income and create a massive impact in the world. If you're concerned about market competition or meeting sales quotas or overcoming the anxiety of building a business that generates an income, then the knowledge and information in my new book, Selling Through Your Heart, will help you take your business to the next level so you can achieve all that you desire. In the pages in Selling Through Your Heart, I give you my tips and strategies and sales ideas 
that I've utilized for 28 years. Every one of them has been tried and tested. Wouldn't you love to know those secrets? Well, you can get them all in my new book, Selling Through Your Heart. Go to sellingthroughyourheart.com and order your book today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. And we are talking to David DiGiorgio. This is Shirlene Reeves with Ascended Masters at Work. And we have a new show every week. So I hope you'll check back because we talk a bit business, finance, sales, and lifestyle. And what we're talking about today can apply to almost anything that we do because our communication skills are so very important. Now, David, I said before we were going to go on the break, I was going to ask you something about what is the most important thing we need to know before we get on a TED Talk or stage. What are your thoughts? I think it's really important that you understand, one, most importantly, you are already a speaker. As I said, you arrived a speaker. So just shift that mentality. It's like, yeah, I've got experience speaking. Now I'm just going to get intentional. The other thing is what becomes possible when you really take on an unapologetic stand in what you believe in? Everybody doesn't need to believe it, but some people do, and you know that they will. And so if you can really share who you are and what you believe, someone is waiting for that message. And finally, the other thing that I think you need to understand is that stop asking the question why or trying to answer the question why. Rather, ask yourself, who am I? Who have I been my whole life? When you look back at your life, and you realize in the most successful moments, in the, in the most tragic moments, Shirlene, I know your story having seen you speak, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's what mm-hmm. you bring to life so well and why you are so successful as a mentor and a coach. Because Thank you understand who you are, you've really figured that out, and you bring that to the table. That's all we're waiting for with great speakers, great leaders, great influencers. Look at who you are. Your why is revealed in who you are. You're already a speaker and someone is waiting for that message that only you can deliver the way that you deliver in your unique way. Beautiful, David. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us today. And I always love to say, if you're passionate enough about what you share and you believe in who you are, you can actually sell air. Yes, absolutely. Yes, totally. (laughs) So thanks so much, David, for being with us. I just love your words of wisdom. You are so phenomenal, and I love seeing you out in the field, too. Thank you. The feeling is very mutual, Shirlene. Thanks so much for having me on. And you are welcome. So thanks, everybody, for joining us today. I love it when you show up and you learn something from the show, and we get a chance to share with you. Thanks so much. I'll see you next week and have a great one. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Ascended Masters at Work Radio. We hope you've gained insights that will change the way you do business, generate a consistent income, and provide a new enlightened path toward financial freedom and designing the lifestyle of your dreams. And if you simply can't wait to purchase Shirlene's book, Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom at sellingthroughyourheart.com.